It's time to drop the gloves. Welcome everybody to a show where we drink beer, talk sports, and have all kinds of shenanigans. I am joined this week in the penalty box with, you may know him as the Lord, but he is returning co-host Devin. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Good to be here. And always good to have you here in the penalty box. Absolutely. And uh, it's been a while. It has. And I, I have to start off by saying we have not done our barbecue thing. No, we haven't. Because your people and my people didn't collaborate. No, didn't collaborate. Nope. And I just show up where I'm told to show up. Yep. So we still have to do that. And I got you a few days before you go on vacation. So. That's right. And I, going out of town. Going to sunny Florida. Yeah. For some reason, my coaching company decided it'd be a good idea to have a conference in August in Orlando. Oh, gosh. Hopefully, you'll be in air conditioning. Well, yes. <laughs> Thankfully, we will be inside. Yeah. Don't want uh, <laughs> don't want to have that meeting outside. So maybe I'll come Unless back. you're by the pool or something. Well, we do have a pool at the Airbnb, and uh, so I intend to fully use that. But I'm guessing I'll come back a few pounds lighter from sweat. Loss. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. <laughs> This month's uh, Beer of the Month, guys, is the Hofbrau Original, changing things up. We've done, we haven't done an international beer since March, and that was Guinness, and that, which made sense because it was St. Patrick's Day in the middle of March. It's like, yeah, sure. Guinness has got to be it. So we're doing Hofbrau Original from Munich, Germany. I believe. Oh, I love the old-fashioned opener, too. Uh, I, yeah, how about that? It is 5.1% alcohol by volume, oh, so sorry. only 0.1 higher than Daniel's Budweiser. <laughs> Love the Hofbrau original. Whoop. Started to foam over there for a moment there. Woo! But uh, love the Hofbrau original. I couldn't. I do have a few other beers in the fridge. I did pick up one Oktoberfest beard. I mm -hmm. see it. I'm seeing it all over the place, but it's not Oktoberfest for me. Not yet. It has to be September. September has got to be Oktoberfest season for me. That doesn't even, it's Oktoberfest. Why is it not in October? Well, because Germans celebrate Oktoberfest in September. October is still in October. I know. I'm not, I'm, I don't make the rules. I didn't set the tradition, but. Oktoberfest is celebrated in September. And, and so because it's only August, you can't celebrate Oktoberfest. Well, it's not that I can't celebrate. It's that I can't go crazy in getting a whole bunch of Oktoberfest because I'm one of those guys where Oktoberfest is my favorite style beer. I love wow. it out of all of them. Like that's the I love fall because of this beer. So Oktoberfest is a style of beer. It's not the festival. It's the name of the festival, though. It's the name of the fest festival and the name of the beer huh i thought it was just the festival so there you go so but i went to the store and i saw all this Oktoberfest, and i'm just like not yet not yet but i couldn't help myself i did pick out one <laughs> right, but you're holding it but i'm holding until september maybe september first or well i said maybe i may not be able to wait that long <laughs> fair enough fair enough all right well, beer's popped. Let's get to some sports. Some sports, absolutely. There was nothing, and then there was a lot of stuff going on. Man, a lot has happened over the last 24 hours from Thursday to Friday. It's, I know. I mean, there was uh, talk of uh, SEC, um, like ACC, SEC talks going on. I mean, college 
the college athletic world is on fire right now. The football landscape is changing drastically, sometimes by the moment. It's hour by hour right now. I mean, that's what it felt like. It used to be like, oh, this could be a couple days, this could be a couple months, maybe a few years, they'll renegotiate things. No, 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 no. We are experiencing college athletic news hour by hour because there are pe- there are people making these decisions on the fly and it's like whoa what is ha-? and everybody's thinking about the college football aspect of it mm-hmm. nobody's thinking about like the college basketball baseball or anything they're thinking like no this shakeup is because of college football right well and that's what's going to affect immediately because i mean we're getting into training camps and things like that mm-hmm. So obviously that's preeminent, but yeah, the way this will affect uh, March Madness, possibly College World Series, all of these things, mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to be big. And unfortunately, none of it is good news for my beloved Fighting Illini. Nope, no, there, no good news for you. I'm sorry. And at the um, so give more context to what we're talking about to especially our international listeners uh, in... You know you love college football. Canada, UK, Poland, Switzerland, Finland, Sweden, uh, Germany. Uh, drinking the beer, Charlie. G- Germany, Australia, New Zealand, India, Ireland, and Spain. So, I forget Spain. No, got Spain just a few weeks ago. Um, but to all you guys out there, college athletics is a huge thing here. I'm sure it's a huge thing depending on which country you live in, or mm-hmm. especially like I'll say the UK mostly. It would probably be a bigger thing over there because you have like Oxford, Cambridge, and I know that's a rivalry in of itself in terms of the intellectual mind. I don't know about the athletics over there. I don't know. The couple of times I've been out of the country, we're not during any major sports seasons in those countries. Mm -hmm. So, you know, soccer obviously is big everywhere, but I don't know if there was college soccer in those places because colleges weren't in session in Australia and in India and in Germany. So I don't know. Maybe cricket was in season in India. Lots of cricket. (laughs) Lots of cricket. Yes. There we go. We threw you a bone, India. <laughs> uh, we mentioned we mentioned your fastest growing sport. <laughs> it is. Um, but so to to the rest of the world, here in America, college athletics plays a huge role, especially when it comes to college football, college basketball, a little bit in college baseball, but mostly those two, mm-hmm. basketball and football. Those are the top two collegiate sports, I would say. And that's where the money is. And it is definitely where the money is. And that's pretty much where all this drama and shakeup is coming from is because we're having one conference, the Pac-12, uh, go through an absolute meltdown here. Mm-hmm. I mean, over. I mean, last week... Colorado announced that they were leaving and joining the Big 12 or rejoining the Big 12 because they left Big 12 to go to the Pac-12. I can't remember how long ago, mm-hmm. but now they're going back because of Deion Sanders. It's the Deion Sanders effect. Oh. That's what they're calling it. It's the Deion oh. Sanders effect. But also, well, before Colorado, last year we had USC and UCLA announce that they were leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big 10. Yeah, which still bugs me. I I just Big Ten, yeah, is Midwest, mm-hmm. and now we're gonna have the freaking Trojans. 
And the Bruins. And the Bruins. And now, as of this recording, more breaking news or more, like, shocking news is both the University of Oregon and the University of Washington have announced that they, too, will be joining the Big Ten. Oh, my gosh. The Ducks are going to be in the Big So we're not even the Big Ten, which we weren't the Big Ten anyway. There was already like 15 teams yeah. in the Big Ten. So now we're the Big 20-something. Yeah. I know that's not how the names work. No, no, it's not how it works. But, but we've got this whole slate of West Coast teams now. And from a college football perspective only, I mean, think about this. Oregon, powerhouse team. Yes. USC, Powerhouse team. Yeah. UCLA kind of comes and goes. Yes, they have their moments. But now we've got these teams paired with Ohio State. Penn State. Penn State. Michigan. Michigan. Michigan State. They've been up and coming. Um, And then there's rumors that we could see others in the future, which... You know, we there's even rumors that we'll see teams from possibly the ACC go from go from their conference to either the SEC or the Big Ten. And imagine, imagine a life, Charlie. Imagine a life in which Duke and Ohio State and USC are all in the same conference. Is weird, super super weird. People, future generations from now are going to be like. What the heck is going on here? traveled back in time to my 15-year-old self and told me that, I'd say, I don't know what you're smoking in the future, but you need to lay off of it. That'll never happen. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, no, Duke has not said that they're leaving as far as I know. No, no. But, like, those sorts of things are possible now. And that is crazy. Yeah. And the main reason why these colleges are leaving is a money issue. That's what the money. That's what it is. It's... That's what it's been about since the 2020 season because of COVID. Athletics were put on hold or limited on what they could do or trying to figure out if they could do anything given the situation that year. And because the Pac-12 was one, not anymore, but one of those conferences where there was big money for those especially the California teams mm-hmm. like Stanford, Cal, UCLA, mm-hmm. USC, those four California teams, they lost a lot of money because they had a limited schedule. I think they joined the whole college, like football coming back kind of thing a little late. Mm -hmm. I think they only played like six games, maybe. Um, The Big Ten played, I think, maybe eight. uh, But the SEC was like, SEC and the Big 12 were like the two that were like, hey, let's just try and field a whole season and see what happens. And some of that is regionally themed politically and demographically as well. And not that we want to get into all of the politics of it, but there was a lot tighter restrictions on the West Coast yes. than there was in the South. Yes. Like Texas was open for business and California, you still couldn't even go outside without permission. Right. So, I mean, that made a big difference. But when you're talking about ad revenue yeah when you're talking about sponsorship opportunity nobody's paying 20 million dollars to sponsor a team that isn't playing exactly exactly so i mean that's it and it was they were losing tv money they were losing tv deals Mm -hmm. and even though the pac-12 didn't 
I mean, it would have been way worse if they didn't play at all. And uh, so some, so these schools got some money, but they didn't get everything because they didn't play a whole season. And now we're we're now feeling the effects of that, or they are. I shouldn't say we. They are feeling the effects of that because I heard that the TV deal for the Pac-12 isn't even a TV deal; it's a streaming deal. Oh wow! Apple is picking up the Pac-12 games this year. Not anymore. Well. It is for this year because not all these teams are leaving this year. It's too late for that. They'll join all their respect their new respective conferences next year. Wow. So this year the Pac-12 will stay, but it will probably be absolutely gone by next year because not only did Oregon and Washington say today they were leaving, but you also have Utah and Arizona State say they were leaving and joining Colorado next year in the Big 12. It's unreal. It's an exodus. It's a huge exodus. Almost as big of an exodus as Israel from Egypt. <laughs> nice reference there, Pastor. <laughs> Try to get that in there. Yeah. Um, I also heard that Arizona State, if one Arizona school leaves, the other has to go too, or follows. I, I, I think it's because I... I only heard this today. I don't know how true it is, or I don't know the whole logistics of it. But because both Arizona and Arizona State's boards are connected to the same, like, educational board, mm-hmm. whatever one does, the other one does the same. Interesting. They can't leave each other behind or something. So if Arizona State says they're declaring for the Big 12, I think we're only just moments away to hear Oh, Arizona has declared for the Big 12. It's like when I give one of my kids ice cream, I have to give all of my kids ice cream. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Yes. On a level. Well, still, I think it's the landscape. I think it's real funny how this time last year, we were all freaking out about the Big 12 conference because Texas and Oklahoma were leaving for the SEC. Right. And everybody was thinking, oh, my gosh, the Big 12 is imploding. What are they going to do without Texas and Oklahoma? They went out and found, they were proactive. Rather than sit around and go, oh, woe is us, they got Cincinnati, Houston. So you replaced one Texas team for another. You got BYU, and then you got Central Florida. Which, to be fair, are not Oklahoma. They're not. No four of them are Oklahoma or Texas, but at least you gathered teams. Absolutely. You weren't going to just surrender and be like, what are we going to do without them? I guess we'll just fold or something. Because the Big 12 contacted the Pac-12 last year and said, hey, what do you guys think of a merger before they got those four teams? What do you guys think of a merger? And the Pac-12 commissioner said, no. Not happening. Now the roles have reversed, and the Pac-12 commissioner has contacted the Big 12 commissioner, and the Big 12 is like, nope, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I bet he's looking at that decision now, the Pac-12 commissioner, like, man, I missed the boat there. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Follow the money. And that's what all these colleges are doing. They're going to follow the money. And it's all about TV deals, because the Big 10, I think it was last year as well, I mean, all this news in just the last year with college athletics, the Big Ten signed a TV deal with Fox, NBC, CBS. That means no more waiting until 3 o'clock for the SEC game to come on CBS. We'll have a possible noon Big Ten game and then the 3.30 SEC game. Why not? Why not? 
I, I think that's great. The more the better. I'm also glad, even though the Big Ten Network was successful for what they wanted in terms of streaming, I'm glad to see the Big Ten getting back out into the mainstream because there are a lot of people that couldn't watch a lot of those games unless you had the Big Ten Network for a mm. while. And that was a big complaint. And they realized they were losing a lot of revenue because of that. So smart move. Yes, very smart. And I I just can I mean, this is so weird. And I, I man, I, I feel like my dream is slipping away from me though, because no. I said it last week on the show, and I, I like I said, I have the t-shirt designs made, ready to be printed, but now that the Pac-12 is seriously imploding in on itself, because if Arizona State, Arizona, Utah, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, USC, UCLA, that's eight teams leaving to join two different conferences next year, and you're you're now the Pac-4, and left. Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State. And I would imagine that they'll all be seeing the writing on the wall here, and they're probably having discussions right now mm -hmm. with each other and with other conferences of, okay, what are we going to do? Well, I mean, there was rumors, like, a few weeks ago where the Pac-12 was saying, oh, uh, they, they were exploring options of adding teams. Like, uh, I think they were trying to add uh, a team out in Texas. I think they were trying to add, I think, SMU, Southern Methodist University. Okay. Um, they were trying to add SMU. They were starting to reconsider the whole San Diego State rumors that we covered a few. Uh, me, Daniel, and my dad did uh, in an RV down by the lake <laughs> episode. And that we're... We made fun of San Diego State kind of jumping the gun, but at the same time, the Pac-12 was like, we're not connected with this rumor or this report that they're joining us. They wish they were now. Oh, they wish they do. Mm -hmm. They definitely wish they were now. Um, San Diego State dodged a bullet on that one. Pretty much, yeah. They, they dodged the bullet in terms of what is happening now, but at the same time, the Pac-12 is kind of going, maybe we should have really given it some thought. Here. Well, because here's the thing. When you transfer conferences, there are there are fees that are involved. Mm -hmm. You have to pay there are exit to get fees. out, yes. and then you have to pay to get in. So, I mean, think about it from, I mean, San Diego State is, you know, they're not Texas. They're not Oklahoma. They're not USC. All these kinds of teams. Not not to knock them. I'm in good college. I actually know some people who went there. But if they had to pay, you know, millions of dollars to get out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then turn around and find out the whole conference is imploding. And now you got to turn around and pay millions of dollars to go get in somewhere else. I mean, that would suck. Mm -hmm. So... Congratulations, San Diego State. Yeah, you dodged a bullet, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 was like looking at teams in the Mountain West Conference, uh, the WCC Conference. I mean, these were small schools that they were looking at trying to get them to come in to possibly salvage their conference. I don't think there is going to be a Pac-12 Conference next year. I mean, why would you want to leave now? Even if you're coming from some of these, uh, like the Mountain West. 
Why would you want to leave now to come to, to the pack? I mean, if you think about the Apple deal, you're excluding yourself from the national market. Right. I, and and plus, I think the I think the offer was like thirty million bucks per team if streamed on Apple. That Big Ten schools are getting like eighty million per network game. Which let's just say thirty million dollars is still a lot of cheddar. It's a lot, but it's not eighty million. Well, no. And that's what these California teams want. They want that extra fifty million. All right. I mean, they're in the market. Everybody watches USC. Everybody everybody watches USC if they play like a afternoon game, a late afternoon game. Not everybody is willing to stay up till 1030 on the eastern seaboard to watch a seven o'clock game that is happening in California. And that's always that's always been the problem. Just the, the time differences. But yeah, I mean, it's it's big. And so this is we're talking football, but the way this can affect the college basketball landscape. Also huge. Yes. I mean, imagine, again, a Big Ten in which you've got <laughs> you've got Oregon, mm-hmm. you've got USC basketball programs, which have come a long way. Both have, yes. Ooh. And then you still got my beloved Illini trying to build. I mean, how do you <laughs> how do you recruit against that? I just had this thought. UCLA. Mick Cronin coming back to the state of Ohio. Oh, my. Oh, after he left UC. Now, he won't be playing UC in the Big Ten, but to come back to the state of Ohio after after leaving UC to go take his dream job at UCLA. Hmm. It's like, ooh. That'll be an interesting homecoming when he goes into Columbus at Ohio State. Be loud. I'm sure maybe some UC fans would travel to make that game. Right. I don't know if they'd be rooting for Ohio State if they went there because you Ohio State and UC they're not really good. Gotta, gotta have limits. Yeah, they're not really good together. It's like the same thing with Lexington and Louisville. It's like you're either UK or you're Louisville. It's one of two. You can't be both. And I hate the people that say, "Oh, I root for any Kentucky team." You have a favorite. Just admit it. I mean, if I'm rooting for a Kentucky team versus a non-Kentucky then yes, I'm going to pick the Kentucky team. But absolutely, you have to. You, you, it, it's, like, it's like parents say they don't have a favorite child. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. Now, I can say my favorite child may change depending on circumstances. Just, like my, favorite, just like my favorite team may change. But if you're truly diehard fan mm-hmm. that's that's not going to go away so going to the big 10 for a moment with adding all these teams do you think how long do you think until notre dame joins the big 10 oh my gosh that has been talked about like i remember as a kid people talking about notre dame oh nope they're independent they're going to join the Big Ten. They're going to join the Big Ten. And I remember one year, it was like their entire schedule was Big Ten teams. And everybody thought they're doing this to set up the fact that they're joining the Big Ten. And then they didn't. Other than the USC game that they right. usually play. But now that USC has joined the Big Ten, what are you going to do? Put them in different conferences. 
I mean, how cool. But I think what that what that truly comes down to is the pride of being able to say we're independent. And how many teams have that still? Aren't there only like four four teams that are independent? Notre Dame, Navy. I know Army is in. Army is in a conference. Army used to be independent. Now they're in a conference. Um, oh, there's two other ones. One's out west. I know that for a fact. I just can't remember the can't remember the college. I think it's in Utah, somewhere. Utah or Nevada, somewhere. And then there's another one, and I, and I think they're both west teams or something. But I can't figure but it who out. Who cares about the other three? No, everybody cares about Notre Dame. Everybody cares about Notre Dame because once Notre Dame leaves the independent status, everybody's like, who cares about the other three? I mean, everybody already knows. Everybody already just pays attention to Notre Dame being independent status. Nobody really cares about the other three, like Navy and whoever the other two are. Maybe it's UNLV that I'm thinking of. I don't think they have a conference. Four teams. Let's see here. Okay. Oh, BYU used to be. BYU. Okay, so they're joining the Big 12. Right. Okay, so it says four teams here. I'm, I'm totally Googling right now. Uh, F you, Google. <laughs> All right. United States Military Academy. Oh, okay. So Notre Army. Dame. University of Connecticut. Oh, UConn is independent? And University of Massachusetts Amherst, UMass. So UConn, UMass, Army. Oh, okay. So then and Notre Dame. Dame. So then Navy joined somewhere. I had them. Too, I had the two confused. So Navy joined somewhere. I wonder where Navy went to. So yeah, probably Big East or something, or the ACC. UConn is independent. I know that's weird. UConn's always been affiliated with somebody, like either the Big East or the Conference USA or something. I thought UConn was in the Big Ten for some reason. I thought that was they joined a year or two ago. <laughs> Rutgers is in the Big Ten. Maybe that's who I was thinking of. Oh, somewhere over there. But uh, but yeah, so that I mean that's that's huge. Could it happen? Man, what what frenzy would it be if Notre Dame joined the Big Ten or if they joined anybody? But well, the Big Ten makes the most sense. It would definitely make the most sense. And plus, now that the Big Ten has an NBC deal, that's essentially taking money away from Notre Dame. True. Notre Dame would have to be forced into the position of joining the Big Ten. Hey, you want to get your games back on NBC or in, in network television? You got to join a conference now. Mm-hmm. What better conference than the Big Ten that stole part of your, the only network that covered you? Which was NBC. Most of their games were on NBC. Very few were. I mean, unless, unless they were in a bowl. Unless they were in a bowl game or unless they were playing a top team in a different conference. Like if they were playing somebody from the SEC, that's totally going to be on CBS. If they're playing somebody from the ACC, that's on ABC. Mm-hmm. And that NBC was like their channel. Fox 19 was covering the Pac 12 while it still existed. Now, now, Fox. now Fox is going to have to cover Big Ten and that, and all these other teams that are joining. <laughs> and that, so, and because that was the Big Ten network for the most part, like all the Fox games had Big Ten, CBS only had like SEC, ABC had uh, ACC games, and then NBC had Notre Dame or whatever was the late game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then. So Notre Dame, it could be put in a 
put in a position where they have to essentially join a conference. The question is which one that does make the most sense for the Big Ten. Well, and based on their their rivalries too. I mean, yes, they have rivalries with uh, USC. Uh, they have uh, oh, who's the other one? There's one in the Big Ten that they definitely have. For a while, they had a rivalry with, I want to say Indiana, but I don't know. That was when Indiana was good. I wouldn't call it a rivalry anymore then. Right. So yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal anymore. Um, but just location-wise, that was... That they was do cool. play Navy every year. Right. And that game's going to be, this year, is going to be played in Ireland again. Well, that's fun. There you go. All the Irish people. That, yeah. What's that football thing that the Americans talk about? You can go watch it yourself. Yep. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, kind of changed a little bit of subject, but I also want to get to the poison pill that is now inside the ACC that could potentially implode the ACC like we're seeing in the Pac-12. But to change a little bit of gear here, we are seeing that Europeans are interested in American football, especially on the professional level, mm -hmm. where you've had games played in London, yeah. now in Germany. Yeah. It's like, and, and even Roger Goodell hinted, like, maybe give it another three years and we may have a European NFL team. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what? Well, and they just announced, I mean, I know international, some people would say this isn't, but they announced two NFL games in Canada this coming year, too. Ooh. Montreal, maybe they were both in Montreal, but Montreal and some and another one. And now Canada's open to the whole American football concept because they have the Canadian Football League, but their rules are slightly different, or the field is much larger mm -hmm. in Canadian football than it is here in American football. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think expansion for the NFL. My first thoughts would go to, to Mexico and to Canada mm -hmm. before you start jumping all the way across the ocean. Now, is that a possibility? Quite possible. Absolutely. Yes. But it would totally make sense to expand up and down. And there have been rumors about a football team in Mexico City for oh, yeah. at least a decade or more. Well, there's even been well. rumors that they would add even an MLB team mm -hmm. as well. Not just one team in one league, but you'd have two teams in two different leagues. Yeah. So the whole football landscape, pro, college, changing, could change even more. Depends on how quick it goes. That's too. not the only expansion discussion that's happening right now, though. Okay, what else is going on? NBA. You know what they that that Steve Kerr was just talking about and uh, Commissioner Silver was talking about just this week? The Sonics, baby. Seattle coming back? It looks like they have decided Ooh. that they are doing an expansion team. The question is, will it be in Las Vegas or will it be in Seattle? Vegas is the one city missing a NBA team because they've now they're now gonna have an MLB team. Right. They have a hockey team, a winning championship hockey team Absolutely. they have the raiders so yes they i mean they do have the wnba team uh, but they're they are missing an nba team mm -hmm. and location wise i mean that seems like a good fit on the map it does for an nba team but the sonics bring back the sonics bring back the sonics just like you bring back the charlotte hornets 
Well, they did that. And Michael Jordan has completely sold. He's minority owner, closed yesterday. He took his billions and he's I was just... about to say, what how what was the how many billions was it again? So the Six? valuation was some crazy something like that. Uh, but he still is keeping a stake in the team. Uh, okay. He's still got a minority owner. Yeah. So who knows? If it was a six billion valuation, maybe he's got like a billion in it still. Who knows? The point is, the man took another bag and walked away. Yeah. And I just, I just don't know how he continues to do it. But he's Michael freaking Jordan. Mm-hmm. So he is. Uh, but yeah, so that's done. But expansion. How? Uh, I, Bulls fan. Mm-hmm. Like I was there when Jordan and the Sonics were were competing for the championship the year they won seventy two. Hated the Sonics because of that. Even though Sean Kemp was amazing, Gary Payton was amazing, even Detlef Shrimp was amazing. Like they had a great team, but of course I hated them because I was a Bulls fan. But when they went away, when they moved, and then they were just no, like that was a tragedy. Mm-hmm. It was a tragedy. And the idea that the NBA could finally be bringing them back, they deserve it. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that are on board with bring back the Sonics. There's, um, since we're talking about expansion, I know that there are also rumors of the NHL expanding as well. And a lot of people are saying bring back the Quebec City Nordiques which now is the Colorado Avalanche. Wow. So, I mean, Quebec is still pissed about that. <laughs> because the year that Quebec moved to Colorado is the year they won the Colorado won their first cup. Well, of course. I mean, I would understand. And then so and then Colorado not only just won one, they won another one a few years later and then they won another one a few decades later. So mm-hmm. it's like Okay. <laughs> it's been that long. It's been decades. It's been decades. Wow. I think early 2000s. Since Quebec City. All right, now you're just making me feel old. Since Quebec 2000s. City had a team. Now, if you're talking about how long has it been since the in between the last, last two uh, Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cups, well, you had the one the year last year, 2022. Right. And then you had one... I think it was oh one. Yeah, that sounds about right. I remember that. And uh, so oh one was their second one. Twenty two is their other one. So it was about twenty one year span. Hmm. Uh, when you put it like that, and decades are just the two thousands, <laughs> I feel very very old right now. I saw something the other day, kind of going off topic here. I saw something the other day where uh, somebody was like being carded uh for to buy alcohol or something and they like taking the card out of their purse while i can't remember if it was guy or girl but they're taking it out and the waitress or somebody goes uh oh you're okay and it's like i haven't even gotten it out all the way oh i saw the 19 in your in your year (laughs) hate you right now charlie oh my i hate you hey i was born in the My birth year is in the 19. <laughs> yeah, but not the 80s. I, I was I was on the edge there. I was 90. And <laughs> Return of the Jedi was in theaters the first time when I was born. 
Let's just put it down. I'm I'm a '90s millennial. Okay. <laughs> '90s millennial. I like that. But I'm one. I'm one of. I'm part of the younger millennial generation or the younger demographic. Oh, yeah. I'm the oldest. I am literally the oldest you can be and be considered a millennial. I thought '85 was the cutoff for a millennial. It depends on where you look, but officially, officially, it's 1983. Okay. So. I am I am in, baby. I am in. All right, but back to expansion. So think about this. Expansion teams in Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. in the NHL, and in the NBA, possibly all in the next couple of years. I'd say give it five years. So before this decade is over, that's big. That's huge. Especially with the way team values are just... I mean, again, Jordan sells the freaking Hornets for $6 billion. $4 billion. However many billion. And he bought it for $250 million, Right? Who is it? The other guy that just sold the, the Washington Commanders. Snyder. Yeah. Who, again, had a track record of mediocrity with that franchise. Not even counting all the shady crap. Yeah, I was about to say. And he's walking away with billions of dollars. He is walking away with billions, but he also got fined by the NFL. But it's not enough to where it's going to make a difference. Like $50 million? I mean, hundred. I think it was $160 million. Okay, boo-hoo. You pay me $4 billion and then be like, oh, we're going to fine you 100 Why aren't they finding $3 billion? Like, make it hurt if yeah. you're going to be you know, racist, sexist. That sort of stuff. But these teams move funds away from the football team to your own personal expense. So embezzlement. So. Right. You know, just a few criminal things. Yeah. But my thing is, is where are these owners? Well, he was based from? in Washington. So, I mean, he does, <laughs> he can't get away with that. Oh, okay. I'm not going there, though. I'm sorry. Political. I'm sorry. It came not, to my head. I couldn't resist. Not political on this show. No, I couldn't I, resist. You tell me that. The, the so. door was wide open, man. Oh, all right. All right. That's true. <laughs> but still, so so my question, though, is where, where is this money going to come from? I mean, if you've got you, you okay, we're going to start a new franchise, but franchise valuations are four or five billion dollars. Who who's doing that? I mean, unless Bill Gates decides he wants to own an NBA team, who's doing that? I don't see that happening. <laughs> so the the question was because this was the article that I I read today. The question was what happens if you get foreign interest coming in and buying the teams? That's already happening, though. That that has already happened. We've. Already seen, I think, a a Saudi, um, I don't know, trust fund or fund or whatever come in, and they've already purchased a 6% minority stake in three Washington teams. The Washington Wizards, the Washington Capitals, and the whatever the Washington uh, WNBA team is. I think it's the Mystics. Mm-hmm. The Mystics. And that. So they've purchased a 6% share in each of those teams. It's a very interesting percentage to purchase. I know, right? And then, of course, they own golf now, too. And now they own the pro, uh, the PGA Tour. Yep. So they already own an entire professional sport. But, I mean, it's just it's an interesting thought. Because here we think about, I mean, yes, basketball is international. 
right? Baseball is America's pastime, but I mean, you've got Canadian baseball teams. Right? You've got Japanese baseball teams. You've got Japanese baseball teams. Actually, my understanding is that baseball is very, very big in Japan. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I remember that there was talk about a Japanese expansion team a couple of years ago, and it was the feasibility of it. Yeah. Was the thing. So, so I mean, we've got international sports, but when you think of when you think of these sports, you think of them as American sports. I mean, whether that's fair or not fair. Right. You know, I mean, soccer is international, you know, all these sorts of things. Yeah, when you think soccer, you don't think of one country. You think global. Right. It's a global sport. And and again, basketball, you think of global impact and cult in terms of culture. In, yes, culture-wise. But not in terms of of the game itself. Like all the international players. Now, this is changing. Europe is becoming a hub that could rival the NBA very soon. But all the really good basketball players in Africa, in Asia, in in Europe, where do they come to play professionally? They play in the NBA. They come to the they come to the United States. If there's the number one draft pick overall, and I, for the Spurs this year, was however it? you say his name, I don't know how to say Wamba Tumba or whatever. Cool guy, very cool guy, very cool name. Where's he coming and, from? And looked, uh, France, France, okay, yes, France. You know, baseball again, if they want to play baseball, where are they coming? I mean, Canada, possibly, but they're coming to North America at least, mm -hmm. right. But what happens if all of a sudden you have an owner who says, you know what, we're going to move our team to Dubai? That's, that's going to be freaky. Well, if they move the team to Dubai, I don't see the whatever league they're in to be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. We'll make the trip or we'll make it. We'll somehow make it work. I don't, I don't think that's going to be possible. You leave the U.S., You've now just raised the cost of travel by however much. Right. That's what they're talking about doing anyway. I mean, you're already playing NBA games yeah, overseas. Well, you're talking about moving games overseas, but you're not talking about a hosting team. Or it's the same thing with football. You're not thinking of, you're moving teams to London or to Germany to play these football games, but you're not there yet to where you've got the cost figured out to potentially have a hosting team in one of those cities. True. You're moving two teams. Radar. It is on the radar, but for right now, we're not there yet. They just have to figure out how to make the batteries work well enough <laughs> that you can fly back and forth internationally. Because, <laughs> of course, you won't be able to use jet fuel because the environment i'm sorry not political not political you opened the door though i did i did open the door i i will admit i opened pandora's box so i'm just i'm just thinking the sports world is changing so fast so fast and, and it's scary but too. is it good for the game whatever whatever game it is like how are all these changes going to how is the the merger in college football and now the Big 10 has you know 700 teams in it is that good for college football no it won't it won't be good because everybody is now trying to figure out like okay what's the situation for some of these teams when it comes to the playoffs right 
And that, I mean, there's already been talks, and thank God nothing is imminent, with the March Madness tournament where they wanted to expand from the 68 teams to potentially 108 or something. It's like, I mean, you're adding an extra two weekends here. An extra two weeks. No! I love March Madness. I love March Madness. The first four days alone is enough for me in the tournament. It's enough. But once those first four days, Thursday through Sunday, are over, and if my team, the Kentucky Wildcats, aren't in after Sunday, I lose interest immediately. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. As long as it's not Duke that wins, I don't care who wins. Okay? Like, this year it was UConn. I don't care that UConn won. All right. I was rooting for Florida Atlantic because they were the last Cinderella team and nobody saw them coming. Right, right. And that I was rooting for them in the final four, but then they lost to a buzzer beater to San Diego State. And it's just like, oh, oh, it hurts. And that, but I, I cannot imagine another two weeks. I can't. You're going to go into mid April. You're going to start in mid-March. You're going to end in mid-April. Yeah. I, I mean, in terms of quality, in terms of impact for the players, because we're already seeing, I mean, injuries have always been a part of, of any game, yes, right? any sport. But we're definitely seeing, because these things are year-round now. I mean, there's summer leagues and there's tournaments and there's off-season, all this stuff, and players don't get rest anymore. Right. Yeah. And so there's more injuries. And especially when they happen younger, there's higher probability for repeat injuries or prospects who, you know, could be great at the pro level. Careers are over before they even begin, which is one of the reasons why the the deals, you know, for the players to be able to use their likeness in college and stuff was such a big thing, because there is no guarantee that they're going to make a pro. Right. Yeah, because you do eventually have duds in the NFL. Or, or not, I shouldn't say NFL. In any of them. Mostly in the NBA. I won't say NFL, but mostly in the NBA. The basketball players, some of them have turned into duds. Absolutely. Zion Williamson is one. Kwame Brown. Um, who's the one guy from Ohio State? Uh, he uh, he had a really good... Oh, Greg... Um, was it Greg Odin? Odin? I think that's what it was. The big man. Yeah, yeah. big guy. And uh, mm -hmm. he had a great career at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. He goes pro. He gets injured. Never see him again. Yep, yep. And it happens in football, too. I mean, Oh, yeah, it Johnny does happen. Football. I mean, it does happen in football. Well, he did that to himself. <laughs> but the did. alcoholism of Johnny Manziel happened. He did that but himself. He had, he had the sizzle. He did have the... He had the track record. He had the flair. He was a winner. Yes. Like all this stuff. And then he gets to he that He put level. Texas A&M on the map. Yeah. And then he gets to that that level, and, and he couldn't handle it. He had the wrong people around him. Well, first off, you get drafted to the freaking Cleveland Browns of all, all right. teams. <laughs> he was doomed from the start. What once, once you hear Cleveland Browns select quarterback Johnny Manziel from Texas A&M, it was downhill from there. <laughs> but, again, all that potential, I mean, think back even further. Ryan Leaf. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was, is he going to be better than Peyton? 
No. Is it going to be better? But that was that was a legitimate discussion at the time. Yeah. And people were back and forth. There were definitely people on his side. That, oh, he'll he'll be better. He's got right big country reeves. The Vancouver Grizzlies. Uh, you reminded me of something. I was just thinking this during the uh, when we were talking about the Seattle Sonics uh, discussion, and that you reminded me of this because I was even thinking like, okay, we're getting close to wrapping up the show, and I was like, I have two things that I was going to say, but I, I can't remember. But now you reminded me because you brought up him, Vancouver, the Vancouver Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Do you know that if you go over to Newport on the levee, and that they have this like. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't call it a sports store, but I mean, they they sell like different kinds of jerseys or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't call it like an actual pro shop or anything. But I saw a Vancouver Grizzlies uh, jersey inside, inside yes. there. Yes, yes. I and saw had that. Mike Bibby. Took the kids to a movie. Saw Spider-Man and I remember seeing that. And then I saw the jersey and when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, Devin! <laughs> At Big Country Reeves, that was my guy. Who gave me hope that white people could play in the NBA? <laughs> I I just did not like the fact that it was it, it it was red. I didn't like the fact that the jersey was red. If it was if it was that Vancouver Grizzly like weird green teal color, I probably would have considered buying it because how rare is that now? Yeah. You don't see that. You know what I didn't like about their jerseys in that store though? I don't like the fact that they're like hundred and sixty five dollars. That's what I don't like. Well, I talked to the guy. I was interested in a John Stockton Utah Jazz jersey. I was like, I was like, hey, how much for the basketball jerseys? He said seventy five. I was like, Ooh. well, the Kobe one because they had a Kobe. Well, okay, one. so see, maybe it was that. And it was the black, the Lakers black oh, with the gold oh. trim accent. And I thought, oh, that's da- that's dangerous looking. Oh, it was sharp, just hanging in the window. And I went in, I said, how much is that? He goes, $165. I turned around and walked right Well, back. and it's Kobe, though. I mean, that's the thing. It's Kobe. Unless it's signed by Kobe, I am not paying No, if it was signed by Kobe, it's in the thousands. Right. <laughs> but I'm still not paying triple digits for a jersey. Oh no, I'm I'm not paying triple digits. No, I mean the last time I did that is one of my hockey jerseys in my closet right now, <laughs> and that was a birthday present to me. <laughs> but since then, all my jerseys have been in the two figure range, <laughs> and I don't care if they're cheap knockoffs. I'd rather do that <laughs> because they're at least affordable to replace. <laughs> and you want to be able to enjoy it. Exactly. Spent hundreds of dollars on a jersey. It's going off wall. It's not getting worn. Yeah. Totally. Well, real quick, before we end, I want to bring it full circle back to college football. Mm-hmm. The poison pill that is in the ACC. Florida State. Ooh. They said they don't like it anymore in the ACC. They are threatening to leave mm-hmm. because of money deal, again, mm-hmm. like the Pac-12. And... People are saying Florida State could join the SEC, and then that could also cause Clemson to join the SEC. Hmm. What do you think of that, where you have Florida State and Clemson joining the SEC? We talked really a lot about the Pac-12 losing teams to mostly the Big Ten, and that, which I think they should rename it to the Big Conference. Just, just say it's the Big Conference. <laughs> 700 teams. Yeah, you don't you don't need to give a number. We know what conference you're talking about. And that 
but you were saying how drastically the landscape of college athletics is changing mm-hmm. and and as we've discussed on this show hour by hour mm-hmm. especially with the pac-12 i think we're days away until we find out how if florida state can scrounge up i believe the 120 million needed to leave the acc oh that's chump change 120 million what's 120 million among donor friends you know boosters are okay with that <laughs> exactly i mean i i think you and I were talking before we we started recording about this, and I think what you said is exactly right. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yes. I truly believe it's a matter of when. And so it may not happen this year because of the money. I mean— Well, I mean, you're too far into the year where you're already doing summer practices. Right. And that you're trying to figure out who's going to be your starting quarterback. As of this recording. Well, I mean, this year in terms of the decision, they may not announce it right now. They may wait. Yeah. Give it bowl season. I'll give I'll give it till like December right. when it's bowl season. If they can't scrounge up the month. Yeah. You know, and, and that will obviously delay, would delay the process. But if they could, you know, it it sounds to me, I don't know what their issue is, but it sounds to me like they're, they're kind of of the opinion of, you know, I'm. I'm going to take my cookies. I'm going to go over here. And it doesn't matter what you say or do. Right. I won't play with you anymore. But because Florida State is that poison pill in the ACC, that's what leads to the discussion of not only Clemson, but also every other team in the ACC, right. like Duke and North Carolina mm-hmm. that we mentioned earlier, saying, could you imagine Duke, Ohio State, Oregon, USC, all in the Big Ten? I just got chills just thinking about it. And I'm over here going, come on, let's just do the coast-to-coast conference. Let me print the T-shirts. Let me do it. Pac-12, or what's left of the Pac uh, conference, we won't even give a number. It's just the Pac conference. And then the ACC, let's just merge them together. Come on, coast-to-coast. I have the T-shirts ready to be made. Just make the announcement. Coast-to-coast conference. Coast-to-coast conference. Have you trademarked that? C-to-C. Have you trademarked that? Better go trademark that before somebody. Oh, I better, I better trademark that. Because that, I mean, it would, it would be cool in many ways. But again, I'm thinking history and a life in which North Carolina and my beloved Illini are in the same freaking conference, and then they end up in the same division. Like that's just not fair. Well, with these big conferences, you just. You just now raised a really interesting point, and I want to cover it real quick before we end. And that is, because these conferences are getting so big now, do you bring back divisions? You have to. You have to. And also, here's the other thing. So, yes, you you have these big TV deals, and okay, Fox and CBS are going to all cover this this conference or whoever it is. But if you've got 400 teams in your conference, they can't all be on TV. No. So who's going to get the priority? The ones that are good, the ones that have the name. So what's that going to do to the littler guys, aka the Illini? That's right. I'm going to hop, I'm going to harp on them until I can. Eventually, what happens to teams like that? All right, not just them, but teams like that is then they're going to leave because they they can't compete, mm-hmm. they can't recruit, they can't get the exposure. Right. And you just have this vicious cycle. Now, do you think there would be a third mega conference in the works? 
this will be my last question. And the last question is, we already have Big Ten becoming a mega conference. We have potentially the SEC becoming a mega conference, especially with the likes of Oklahoma and Texas joining. And now talks of ACC teams joining as well. Do you think there could be a third, and that would be the Big 12? I mean, there would have to be. Because, again, when you think of the major teams, specifically in college football, when you think of the major teams, where are they? They're in those three conferences. I mean, okay, you've got Florida State in the ACC, and you've got what? Who else in the ACC? Anybody Anybody important? Florida State, Miami, Clemson. Miami hasn't been good. Not in a very long decades. time. Decades. Yeah, decades. Right. But history, yeah. And so basketball is different because basketball, you got Duke, you got North Carolina. I'm going to get that. Wake Forest. But where are the, not, not the millions of dollars, where are the hundreds of millions of dollars is in football? Hundreds of millions of dollars. You're still looking at Florida State, Clemson. Pretty much it. Right. So, how do you compete with that if you've got a Big Ten now that has USC, has four of UCLA, the teams. yeah, Oregon, Washington, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and then you got the shoot. I just lost track of which conference we were talking about. Big Ten, the other one. ACC. The, no, not the, the SEC. SEC. Sorry, sorry. We've talked about so many conferences. We, I'm getting them confused. But you. Well, got, don't worry. Soon there'll only be three. Right. <laughs> but the, then you've got them, and they've got all the other powerhouses, and then the and then the Big Twelve. So I mean, you've got all of these. So if you want the national stage, if you want the marketing dollars, if you want the exposure, if you want to be able to point to your 17-year-old recruit who's about to commit to somebody and say, look, we're going to put you on the biggest stage in the world and play the best teams, you're going to be in one of those three. All of the money. Or you're going to be a nobody. Or you're just going to be in one of those small conferences where you'd be lucky if an NFL, NBA, or MLB scout comes looking or you'd be notre dame and stay independent and say screw all of it i don't see that happening well Devin, thank you so much for coming back to the penalty box and joining me i mean this is one heck of a discussion i think this is probably one of our best discussions we've ever had on the show so many what ifs i mean so many what ifs absolutely especially around college athletics i mean my gosh what is happening all right guys that's going to do it for us in the penalty box for one episode 132 uh be sure to follow us on instagram at drop the gloves podcast all lowercase all one word for all the beer sports and shenanigans that take place in between these episodes uh special shout out to our hosting platform spotify for podcasters thank you guys for being our hosting platform we are also on apple amazon music iHeartRadio, and Google. F you, Google. I already said it earlier in the show. I'm bringing it back. I am your host, Charlie. He is your host, the Lord, Devin. Thank you. And we will see you guys next time in the penalty box. And this one is in.